Today's episode of Sweeten Up Podcast is brought to you by Andy Sachs and Around Town Real Estate, a family-owned real estate brokerage with all the reach of those other guys, but with a commitment to bring local back to local real estate. Located in my beautiful hometown of Newtown, Connecticut, Around Town Real Estate is the go-to for all of your real estate needs, covering much of Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties. Give them a call today at 203-200-0851. Again, that's 203-200-0851. Or check them out online at aroundtownrealestatect.com. Thank you to Andy Sachs and his team for being our first sponsor of Season 3. And now, let's start the show. Hello, my friends. What is going on? I hope everyone is doing well, and welcome back yet again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number three, episode number 105. I am your host, Jeff Spencer, and thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it, whether you have for multiple seasons, an entire year, or you are today for the first time. Thank you so much for listening. However, if you are just listening for the first time, take a look back at our library of 104 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today and you would like to hear more, please be sure to tell all your friends and subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. The podcast is available on all major podcast platforms and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook just search for Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today is a gentleman who makes me laugh like no one else, the wonderful and kind Andy Singer. Andy Singer is a comedian and retired detective hailing from the great state of New Jersey. He currently works behind the scenes with comedian Donnell Rawlings from The Chappelle Show, making people laugh all over the internet, but was also in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot and has his own podcast called The Bearded Babble talking to comedians, entrepreneurs, chefs, and so much more. Andy has taken the stage at the legendary Caroline's Comedy Club and is the man behind at Bearded Humor, at Mr. Beanmobile, and at Fool Network on Instagram, always making people laugh with his wit and next-level Photoshop skills. I had such a fun chat with Andy via Zoom, getting to know his background, his journey to this point in his life, the journey he has been on with his special-needs son, Jaden, how he met Donnell Rawlings, how he ended up in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, the ups and downs of life, and so much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my friend, the great Andy Singer. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom video conferencing coming at us from the great state of New Jersey, the Garden State, we have the incredible, the wonderful, and I just, it's so great to just see him and, and get to meet him and chat with him. He is Bearded Humor on Instagram, Mr. Beanmobile on Instagram, as well as Fool Network on Instagram. He makes me laugh so much, and he's a total inspiration to me, so I wanted to introduce him to the Sweeten Up podcast audience because he is just quite an extraordinary individual. He is the great and powerful 
Andy Singer. And Andy, thank you so much for joining the Sweet Up Podcast. Like I said, this is a total honor, total pleasure to be speaking to you and chatting with you. And how are you doing tonight, my friend? That that was a that was a heck of an introduction. You used a lot of uh, a lot of big words there. Um, uh, as as we were briefly talking before we got this started, I, ha- I have a bit of a difficult time with that. I, I understand that, I, and I, I truly appreciate that. But I think uh, I think like like you, like anyone, like anyone listening to this, I think we all carry different weights on our shoulders, and we all deal with it differently. Uh, and uh, and I'm always grateful that the outlook and the things that I go through in life can inspire someone. Um, like I said, it is a difficult life that I have, but knowing that it can help someone's day uh, get them through what they're going through. And again, completely different weights. I get that all the time. People apologize and go, oh, I know you're going through so much and I'm going through this. And it's no, no, no. Again, whatever you're carrying, it's it's a problem and we need to figure out how to get through it, whether it weighs a ton or whether it weighs a pound. Totally agree. Could not agree more. And beautifully said, as always. And, you know, we're in this thing called life and we're doing it all together. And honestly, if you're getting through life and you're going through the motions, you got a lot going on just like anyone else. So just the fact that that, yeah, we're all here going through the motions. It's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 this crazy thing called life and uh all we're trying to do is figure it out and and i think this is a wonderful thing that you do that i'm, I'm trying to get going with my podcasting is just talking to people uh sharing their stories sharing what they've gone through what they're going through and again just hoping that it's inspirational uh trying to stay away from all the politics and all that kind of stuff and just keep a good positive message just there's a, there's enough. Listen, you can pick up your phone any time of the day. And of course, you know, there's always something that's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's going to worry you. It's going to stress you. Yes. Try to laugh though. Try to find something that makes you laugh. Try to change. Um, I've done that recently. I've changed the feed of my Facebook, of my Instagram, and I try to make it more fun. Just things that I want to see. I, I, I'm deleting things that when I see it, it kind of bothers me, upsets me because I don't need that. We don't need that. Nobody needs that. No one needs that negativity in their life, that negative energy. I totally agree. You can easily watch the news, pick up your phone, like you said, and you can find bad things uh, more easily than you can find good things. And I, I just couldn't agree more with that. And the podcast, you know, Sweeten Up podcast, literally it's in the title, Sweeten Up. And our big thing was stay away from politics, stay away from negativity. We're not going to challenge our guests. We're not going to you know, bring on controversial uh, people. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light because right now there's not enough of that and there needs to be more. And that's why I'm such a big fan of yours and the Bearded Babble, which people listening right now, please check out the Bearded Babble podcast with Andy Singer, his family, uh, guests that he has on. It's incredible. And, you know, we need more We need more people like that, man. And and that's why I'm such a big fan and uh and and why i'm chatting you to, you know chatting with you today and it's it's great man everything goes full circle in my opinion you have um like i said i mean i come from kind of a like a comedy background and doing a lot a lot of comedy stuff but then i think it was about 2 years ago uh my wife and i spend a lot of time uh watching the food network and we just always enjoyed everything you know guy fieri did and then you know you start seeing all these like characters like a christian petroni and a michael voltaggio and a jetila and 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 a brian malarkey and these people are just you realize like oh my gosh these are like you you think that they're just chefs that just cook food and they are characters they are larger than life yeah larger than life and and exactly we used to we used to watch uh, a lot of the food network and it was basically just 
at the end of a long, stressful day that we go through with, with our lives, uh, my wife and I would basically say mindless TV. And we would start flipping through the channels. And then we started finding the, 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 the food network and started enjoying just the, like I said, at first you're watching it to maybe get ideas or to, to what to cook. And then you realize the humor of it. And I know that's something that you're a very big part of. You have a lot of chefs and you have a lot of food people, you know, from up your way in that area and that kind of stuff. And it really is. I was I was amazed at how quickly when I started the Fool Network uh, on Instagram um, and I didn't know how that was going to go. Uh, I, I kind of rolled the dice there because you don't know how, like I said, in comedy, I can do a meme. I can make a picture. I can make fun of anybody. And it rarely ever goes wrong. But now I'm dealing with a different group of people. I'm dealing with chefs. I, I don't know how they're going to take it. So I rolled the dice. And man, what an amazing group of people. They immediately just, I mean, like, I think share the, they share your posts. They comment. They're like, love you, Andy. I mean, that's awesome, man. I, I, one, one of the first people, it was weird because I had the full network and I was posting stuff on, on the full network. And then all of a sudden I noticed Guy Fieri started uh, following my bearded humor page. I was like, oh my, you know, we went back and forth a couple of times. And I know sometimes it's him or sometimes it's just people. Uh, but then, like I said, like some of the other names, like Petroni, Voltaggio, you just connect with these people. And it's it's just an amazing energy. And again, like I said, changing my feed, that's that's what I want. It's not just the food. It's what they're giving you. It's 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 the energy. It's the positive. It's the inspiration. It's the to see them grow, too. I mean, to, to watch people you know, you've seen a lot of them too, come from, you know, maybe just doing this. And then all of a sudden, then they get, you know, a little bit of a break and now they're, they're on a show and now they have their own show. And it's just amazing. That's inspirational to me and it should be to anyone. Oh yeah. Chefs I've noticed are some of the most real people. When you talk to them, it doesn't get much more real and honest and deep and their outlook on things and the things that they see you know, the, the, the customers they deal with, the, the vendors, uh, man, I mean, everything that they go through on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and in some cases, chefs work harder than anyone. I mean, they're tied to their business 24 seven, you know, you'll never find a realer person that someone than someone like a chef or a restaurant owner or someone like that in the industry who literally is tied to the hip to their business 24 seven. And, you know, in some cases has to forego, um, you know, family functions and important things with their kids and to keep their business going and keep, you know, keep providing to their family and everything. So they are just, they are some real ones. And I look at them like total, you know, total celebrities. Like whenever I see them out, I'm always like, oh my God, so-and-so, oh my God. Just because to me, they're larger than life and they personify all that's good. And I, and, and I don't know, that's just, that's just big. And like, you know, like I was saying to you earlier tonight, just before we started chatting, I was hanging out with Carlos Perez, who's been on the Food Network, and he does uh, really big things in the state of Connecticut. He's definitely a legend here in the state, and he hit me up. He wanted to come, you know, he wanted to see me at Good Old Days Pizza that my buddy owns in Newtown and uh, one of my favorite places to be, and and um, and we had a great chat, and I was just so honored that, you know, he gave me his time because I know his time is extremely precious, and what great people, what great people. Yeah, like I said, I, I can't say enough about that whole, you know, uh, Food Network group and and everybody and everything that I've dealt with them and the energy too. Again, it's it's interesting how you connect with people, why you connect with people. Um, I stopped questioning why I connect with people. I just connect with people and I realize, hey, I connected with someone. This person has a great energy. My energy enjoys their energy. They enjoy my energy. Just the, don't, don't question it. Don't you know? It's. Um, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just enjoy the moment. Don't overthink it. Don't. Why am I connected with this one? Why? You know, it's uh, enjoy the moment. And then again, with Chef.
stress too, you're probably going to eat good too. So you're going to have a great conversation. You're probably going to eat good. So that's, that's a win-win right there. Exactly. And one thing I like to say so much is that, you know, no matter what you believe in, what your uh, political beliefs might be, or just really anything, you could have a difference with someone on literally every level and every aspect imaginable. But if you sit down with them and have a meal and enjoy a meal together, that's like one of the very few things that all of us can relate to and all of us can, you know, eating a meal, no matter who we are, what we believe, what we think, no matter what, a meal will always bring us together, always. And I just have always had that outlook and that thought, and I think it's beautiful, and that's why I love food, and that's why I'm I'm super fat and over... <laughs> But you know what? It's it it's love. You know, this you know, my belly is an expression of love from my friends and the community. And um, you know, that's that's how I look at that. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a wonderful thing. And um again, again, going back to my comedy days and dealing with it, you know, we, we spoke about I do some work with Donnell Rawlings. Yeah, so uh, you're so yeah, that, talk to me about that. You're well, a that, you're, you're a comedian, you're a comedy guy, you're a funny guy. This is your thing. So yeah, let's let's hear about this. That, that's a funny thing too, that a lot of people don't know is Donnell not only falls into the comedy world, he falls into the food world. He is an amazing chef. No when way. I tell you, you people don't realize that you can ask, you can, you can ask Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. They, they, usually Donnell is usually the, 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 the craft guy when they're on tour, <laughs> he's usually in charge of food. He's constantly cooking. He's wow. con when it, whenever like the, the group is together and everything, Donnell usually spends his time usually at the grill or at the stove prepping. Um, wow. That is so cool. He, he introduced me to a different way of eating. His way of eating, when you go out with Donnell after a show or whether it's just out to dinner or wh whatever it is, you do not order a meal. He will look at a menu and he will pick out a half a dozen things, throw it on the table. Everybody pick whatever they want to, try whatever they want to. Do Everything goes in doggy bags if you want to take it. If not, then he will hand it to the first homeless person that he sees outside that's that that's his thing so it's it's kind of like when i go out now i don't even like look do i want to order an entree i almost want to order like a bunch of different things and it just makes it more fun you just sit back and you just you're uh. picking and you're enjoying and and like i said i mean his cooking too is absolutely amazing i mean he is that that that's a whole other thing and i've been pushing him for a long time too to to, to do more cooking stuff get involved he's done i think he's done a cooking show with uh, burt kreishner once he's done a oh, couple of things so but cool. yeah but i'm just like you need to do more cooking let the world know oh. yeah burt kreishner had that cooking show oh genius yeah. he everything he touches is genius he is so good at talking to people and being funny everything he does is great i really enjoy um he had the oh man, he had that uh, he has that Netflix thing where he like gets away with people. Oh, I forget something. I don't know. I, I forget. But everything he touches is just so good and so funny. And I love that guy. That guy is great. He's got you got to check out. He's got a new uh, roast. I think just came out. I think uh, Whitney Cummings did it. Oh, really? Donnell is actually on it, and it's brew. I, I I just I haven't seen it yet. I saw some of the clips, and it's. It is uh, not for children. Let's just leave it like that. <laughs> Whitney Cummings is a savage. She's a oh, savage, and oh. she's so so talented and smart and and creative. And oh man, she is great. She is great. That is so cool. Yeah, and I think course, that's. And of course, for those listening, who's done Donnell Rawlings? Well, 
you probably have seen him before from Chappelle's show. I mean, he was an integral part of Chappelle's show. So definitely look him up if you're like, who's Donnell Rawlings? And for those who know who he is, like, good for you. Because <laughs> he's a genius. And and like his Instagram says, it's your mama's favorite comedian. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's awesome, man. That's so cool. That's- yeah, I think he's I think they, uh, he's an Australian. I think uh, him and Dave are uh, over in Australia right now with the kangaroos. Wow. Wait, so he's he tours with Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe yeah. I'm calling him Dave. I should be like Mr. Chappelle. <laughs> he's uh and it's it's actually very funny because they're actually touring with a, a, another great guy, Marshall Brandon. Marshall's actually from your area. Yeah. He's he's no a he's a Connecticut way. guy. No yeah, yeah. Yep. Marshall is actually with Donnell and Dave right now. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. Wow. That yeah, is- that's a I know that's a local Connecticut guy uh, up by you, I think. Uh, yes. Yes, he Marshall. is. Yes, he wonderful, is. Wonderful comedian, wonderful human being. Oh, my God. Wow. That is that is so cool. That is so cool. I mean, man, to 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 know these guys and, and all the great things they're doing, all the laughs that they're giving people. And, man, Chappelle's show is such a big part of my life growing. I mean, it was always on. And, like, I was at a... I was at a bachelor party for one of my friends. Uh, we were in Portland, Maine back in uh, September of last year. And we were watching reruns of Chappelle's show like all night together at night after we were out and stuff. And God, it just brought back so many good memories. I mean, it's literally one of the more genius shows on a comedic level that I think I've ever seen. It never, It's never old. It always feels like the first time you've seen it. And you always laugh just as much as the first time you've seen it. And you know, it's a show I, I really miss and, you know, obviously understand why it's not still around. I mean, it's been a long time, but man, just what what a beautiful show. I just got to say. Yeah. I mean, the comedy uh, from that still stands time. Uh, it's, it's it's it can definitely, you know, a lot of the stuff that they dealt with uh, back then is still you, you're still you're still laughing about it. And it's a shame that some of the stuff that they joked about back then, you're still joking about uh, because you're basically laughing at problems uh, of the world. And we still have those exact same problems. Not much has changed. Right. It's, it's but the, the, the good thing is, is you laugh at it. And that's, that's the most important thing. And the amazing thing about that was, was my wife and I were such huge fans in the way that everything came together. When, um, you know, huge fans of, of the Chappelle show, we watched it. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get into real briefly about like what happened with my son. We're a special needs family. Um, uh, I have a 16 year old daughter who's an amazing daughter. She's, she's the reason why I'm doing all this. She's my producer. She's my helper. She keeps everything going. She rocks. She's the best. Yeah, she is Dakota sky shout singer. Out. She shout is the Dakota. best. Absolutely. Shout out Dakota. <laughs> she's creating a video game, which uh, you'll hear about uh, shortly. Um, creating That's music. Sweet. Yeah, she's she's uh, I, I, my inspiration. Like I said, otherwise I'd be curled up on this couch doing nothing. <laughs> she keeps me going. Um, I love it. My my twenty one year old son Jaden. Um, like I said, this is going back to when the Chappelle Show first came out. He was three and a half at the time. The Chappelle Show first season had ended. He was stricken with bacterial meningitis. Uh, perfectly healthy child, three and a half years old. Uh, headache, sore throat, some things. We took him to the hospital misdiagnosed almost sent us home i argued had he had we gone home he wouldn't be here today uh because he went downhill very fast um and that's like i said that that's that's been our life ever since uh it hasn't stopped since that day uh back then since he was three and a half 
Uh, we've dealt with uh, nonstop um, seizures, uh, brain surgeries, stomach surgeries. We live in and out of hospitals for days, weeks, months at a time. Um, you get used to it. Uh, we have nursing at night that helps out, so we do get some rest here and there. But the thing with the, with the Chappelle show that was so amazing was I'll never forget that particular time in our life. We had been living in the uh, in the PICU with my son for, I think it was about a month, and then they were going to transfer us out to the rehab hospital. They transferred us out to the rehab hospital. My son was in a coma, didn't know what, didn't know anything. We, we had no idea whether he was going to make it, whether he was going to wake. You know, we really didn't know what the future looked like. No idea. Doctors had no clue. I think they were afraid to tell us some things. We got settled in at the rehab hospital. I think after like the second day, I think um, my wife went home, grabs all the bills, grabs everything that, you know, we needed to catch up on because now we're here. We are weeks behind. We still can't, you know, fall behind on everything. It's life. Life still has to go on. We're going through the bills. We're going through the bills. And we had pre-ordered Chappelle show season one. So as we're going through the stack of, okay, that's a bill we got to take care of. That's it. That can go. That's garbage. Screw that. Chappelle show. And I remember I took the Chappelle show um, DVD and I put it in the take back home. Like I, I, like I looked at it and I was like, no, now's not the time. And as I was putting it down, that's when something in my brain clicked and it said, no, no, now is the time. Now's the time. You know what laughter you got from that. You haven't laughed in the past couple of weeks. It's been extremely brutal. It's the worst time of your life. Guess what? This is what you need. And I think it was the second night we were um, we were in we were in a room with three other families. There were four of us in a room. Um, all the children were in in pretty bad shape. Uh, and we got the, 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 the cart from down the hall back in the day, you know, you have, we had carts and you had DVD play. Exactly. You know, not too many people understand that. Yeah. Like the substitute teacher comes <laughs> exactly. in with exactly. the, with the exactly. TV on the wheels and you're like, yeah, that, that's what it was. And we put in the Chappelle show season one and we laughed. And then some of the nurses came in and they were like, this is great. I think one came in and she was like, this is inappropriate. And um, my, my son was a deaf mute. Uh, one of the other kids was also deaf. The other two kids were in such bad shape. But, you know, like the kids, they weren't hearing the word. They wouldn't have understood the words anyway. But what they were getting is they were getting the laughter in the room. They were getting the energy. They weren't getting, you know, uh, two sets of parents sitting there with their heads down worrying. They got two sets of parents sitting there cracking up. Cracking up hysterically and laughing and oh my god and rewinding and play did he oh my god you know and it it brought that into the room and I still say to this day that's a big part of where my son is and he got a lot further than was expected because we kept laughter uh, if someone came into the room early on and they were very upset and they started crying we would ask them could could you please I understand how you feel but could you please step out we don't want that energy in the room. Um, like I said, there were, there were times we would be in the room and, and my son was in horrible shape and he'd have a trach and, th and we would be joking around and laughing. And I, I don't, I, I can't tell anyone else to do that because I know somebody may not understand or somebody may not be able to do that. And I can understand that everyone's going to deal with things differently. Sure. And then, and then fast forward, uh, as we started getting back into life and getting things going again, uh, I was getting going with the memes again. I was getting going with my comedy and I had actually, I had actually connected with Charlie Murphy before he had passed away. Ah, oh, I had actually connected with him. Legend. Um, I had sent him some stuff and we had I talked so much. Oh, uh, he, he so was much. incredible. And we saw him locally here at, uh, at, 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 at a place, uh, do some comedy. Absolutely incredible. 
Um, and then he had passed. Uh, and then I had sent some stuff. I was sending stuff to like Dave. To, to, I, I was sending stuff to all comedians back when I first started doing this stuff. Nice. Um, and one of the early, I think Dane Cook was one of one of the first ones that actually like took my stuff and actually started putting it up. And then I said, and then Donnell like saw some of my stuff and then he was just like, he just responded with keep it coming. And I was like, okay. So then we, I started like sending him stuff and we were going back and forth with some stuff and it was like, okay, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, I'd explain the situation about what he meant, what the Chappelle show meant, what he meant to us and our family. Um, and this went on, like I said, for a couple of months. And then I think it was, I forget exactly when it was around, but he was in New York and I think he sent me a message and he was just like, what's your address? And I sent him, I sent him, I, I sent him my address and I was just like, okay. And then, uh, about a half an hour later, um, he's texting me and he's just like, where the hell's your house? I can't find it. And I'm like, what? He showed up at the house. I would have passed out Andy. And, but, but. <laughs> And that was the beginning of something I, I've said it a couple of times what and I've guy. talked about it a lot. I've talked about energy and I never understood energy before a lot of this, what I went through with my son and connecting with people. And I began to understood sometimes you just, like I said, you just connect with people's energies. Um, it's, it's for a reason. It, it's to help you. It's to help them. You just connect. Don't question it. Just and 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 Donnell used to tell me that all the time, especially like when we were out at like a big event, if we were at like a Chappelle show thing, if we were at Radio City or whatever, he would just he would just remind me, "You're here," you know, because you get into that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! There's stuff. Oh my god! There. And he's just like, "You're here." He's like, "You're a person just like that person over there." You're no different. You know, he's just like, "We're here. You're here." enjoy it just be a part of it and and it's 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 something when you can kind of just kind of just sit back and relax in a room full of pretty amazing people um i could sit here and just go on and i could name drop for hours uh interactions <laughs> i've had with people wow and and i come home at the end of the night uh usually usually the sun's coming up and i go who am i what just happened <laughs> yeah exactly i go who am i you know and then you just you just enjoy it you take that energy it helps you get through what you're going through and that's that's the important thing yes oh i could not agree more i cannot agree more because that's how i feel i've had some really cool experiences uh having done this podcast i've gotten to do some cool things and every time i'm like man this is cool and i gotta keep doing this and i gotta keep enjoying and having fun and enjoying the process and, um, you know, and one thing people say to me is like, you know, do you make money doing this? And I don't, I don't make any money. Do I do this for fun? This is just for fun. Um, it's just a good time for me. Uh, it's a, it's a nice hobby. Um, it's a nice chance to do something different and, and that, you know, but, but on what you're talking about, that is so cool. Like what a, what a real guy. I mean, what a cool guy Donnell Rawlings is. I mean, that, that is realness. Like we were talking before with the chefs. I mean, it's so cool when you're such a big fan of someone and people are like, oh, you know, uh, you know, don't have heroes, you know, don't have people you look up to. But then you meet them and they end up being the coolest person you've ever met in your life. And that's happened to me twice now. Um, I met Action Bronson. He was a hero of mine. I met him and he was the coolest, nicest and Mayhem Loren at a show at Toad's Place in New Haven. And they were the nicest guys ever. And they didn't even they didn't even act like they were a big deal. They were just so happy you were there to see them. And I'm like, wow. And um just recently, I met one of my journalistic idols, uh, Dennis House. He's uh, the broadcaster for News Channel 8 here in Connecticut, and he was a broadcaster for um, Channel 3 for 25 years, and he worked with Gail King back in the day, who's a legend, and yeah. uh, Mika Brzezinski, and he's done a lot of 
big things. And I got to go to WTNH Studios a few weeks ago and meet him. And um, that was the coolest thing ever. And they, they say, don't meet your idols and don't connect with people and have, but, but you never know. Like you said, it's that energy. You never know what's going to happen. But if your energy meets what someone else is at, I mean, the sky's the limit, and and it's just so cool meeting people who who understand that and get that. So I'm so glad you shared that. That's such a cool story. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I said, I never understood energies, but like I said, I'm understanding it now, and I'm realizing. Me too. And, and 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 that's and that's the thing too, like connecting with people. I I I've, again connected with so many people that I don't understand why I've connected with them, uh, why I'm friends with them on social media, why they reach out to me, why I reach out to them. And then I realized again, stop. And that's why I'm getting my podcast going again, realizing and looking back and there's so many funny things and there's so many amazing people. And yes, I have this, this, this list of blue checks and million followers, <laughs> but there's so many people that I just want to just talk to. Um, uh, what, what, so I, I was going back through your list and I saw somebody, one of the first people that followed me on the full network and an inspiration to me was someone that you had interviewed. And it was funny because I don't think it was actually them that followed me that I started connecting with. Um, but it was their mother. Oh, that, okay. that, that, do you know who I'm talking about now? A, a Connecticut legend. Uh, their mother probably runs their page and I connected with this Nikki. Oh, oh yeah. Nikki Zooks. Of course. Yeah, oh that God, was a I'm funny. Like because when I started with the, with the, with the, with the full network, I'm yes. like, okay, I'm like, okay, this, this, this kid's got this. And I was like, at first I'm weird. Cause I don't, I don't like following kids because it's just, to me, it's, it's just, it's his dad Dino. I think his dad, okay. his dad Dino is, is awesome. And he's doing great. I'm mean, Nikki Zooks, man. I am so <sighs> proud of him. He is a gem and he's, He's doing, I mean, he's, he's huge. He's he, doing he's, huge things. I'm happy for him. Yeah. He became, he became like an instant inspiration to me too, because yeah. it was just like, oh my God, here I am trying to figure things out. And here's this kid doing like so much more like, yeah, like why I got to get off my butt and I got to start doing this. You know, this kid's all over the place and he's doing this and he's, and he's amazing at it. Yeah. So it's just like, again, you find your inspiration, you know, yeah. it's, and you connect with people like that. And then hopefully I'll have a chat with him soon and we'll, you know, talk oh, about yeah. things and reconnect and you know it's, oh, he's it's, he's great with the food he's great with everything he knows his food i mean he even references periods when he was like three four years old and he's like i remember when i was three and four and i love this stuff and i'm like man this guy is great and just so happy for him and he's a he he lives the the town over in bethel connecticut from me and um yeah just i i just love watching him and when and when his father reached out and said i'd love for him to come on the show i'm like yeah of course I, it would be an honor like he's he's killing it and you know it would be a pleasure to talk to him and and talking to him uh was awesome because he's just very like he knows what he likes he knows what he's into and and he just man he he just knows the path he's on and it's it's very cool it's very inspiring and i i cannot wait i'm sure he's going to do huge things i mean god he's like He's so young. <laughs> He's so young. So I just, I don't know. I can't wait to see his, his rise and, uh, and everything. He's got his own merch store. He's killing it. So. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and again, it reminds you here I am 53 years old and I'm like, okay, I got, gotta get going. I got his kid is, uh, but again, use it as inspiration, you know, exactly. it's, it just keep you going. Exactly. It's so cool. You know, this younger generation just doing these cool things from the start. I mean, I have friends who have young kids who, you know, they're two, three, and they're using iPads and iPhones, and they're using it better than adults. And it's like, wow, the, the future generation is going to be crazy. I mean, 
who knows, like sometime in the future, a five-year-old might have a podcast. I mean, <laughs> I mean a big pot. I mean, who knows? I mean, these kids are just, they're, they just get smarter and smarter and the technology just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And yeah, it's, man. It, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, um, my daughter's creating a video game and, and I mean like a serious video game, like she's into it. She's got storylines. She's got characters. Wow. She's, she's now we're beginning to work with like artists and a lot of people and, and to get things going. And she's 16. Uh, she's creating music. Uh, she, so cool. She's she's got this program, FL Studios, and it's like amazing yeah. the way she just creates, just like with these little. I mean, you've, you've seen the way that it works. Yeah, you just put you put these instruments in, and you put, and it's like I'll come down here and like I'll play something on the drums, like because I, I was I was trying to work on like an opening for for the Beard of Babel, and I came down, I was playing a little bit of drums, I was going to do a little bass line, and I go back up and I give her the recording, and she listens to it. And then she puts it in her computer and she, I'm like, why didn't you just take the, rec-? she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I can re-. And she recreated what I played on drums, like well, perfectly sounding perfect tempo. And I'm just like, okay, so you don't need me to play drums then is what you're saying. So it's, but like, when I tell you within like a minute, like she took like this, you know, like, I don't know how many seconds I was playing for uh, the whole thing. Just, okay. They, but based uh, high head, blah, 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 and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like it's incredible the youth these days and i used to be one of them to think i'm like 31 now and i'm like older and i'm talking about the younger generation it's wild <laughs> even for me but i mean tiktok and all that stuff i mean i'm i am no tiktok kind of sore i have no idea how it, it, it really works and i know i need to so i'm working with folks that are like much younger than me to try to figure it out because that's it. You just got to tap the individuals that really know how to conquer that stuff. And sometimes they're much younger. But hey, I mean, so what? I mean, they're geniuses. So <laughs> I might as well do it. I'm, I'm going I'm to let you in on a little secret that I've been learning. And today I definitely learned a very interesting secret. Um, okay. My, my YouTube channel. I, I started a YouTube channel when I had the Mr. Bean Mobile years ago. And I forgot about it. I completely forgot about my YouTube channel. And then once I was getting the Bearded Babble going, I went back to it. And I, I was able to log back in. And I had posted up a uh, a video of me and Jaden racing. I have a Mr. Bean uh, replica of Mini Cooper. And at the time in his wheelchair, I had made a Halloween costume that looked like the Mini Cooper. And we had done a drag race. That thing went, I, I, like I said, I hadn't logged in. That thing was still going viral. To this day, it's still going viral. I don't know how many thousands of, of, of likes it has. That's awesome. But then the other day we did, we filmed out in the backyard. Um, we filmed some Mr. Bean stuff that's going viral today i posted up this morning i posted up two videos uh shorts on my youtube channel one was uh, the bearded character that i do the little crazy and little character so that i do <laughs> and it's it, it got like it got like 100 hits so far but then i posted up another one where i was in my son's room and um he has an inflatable in there of uh spider-man and doc ock fighting yes so i saw that and then i pan over to he's got a spider-man and doc ock on his bed fighting and then i pan over to a drawing that i did where it's Mr. Bean as Spider-Man and it's Teddy from Mr. Bean as Doc Ock with the Doc Ock arms fighting. And my son's hysterical. Now, hash, just hashtag Mr. Bean anything. And it's like I said, I posted up after the other one, which got 100 likes so far or something like that. This one's at like 2000. Damn. So hashtag Mr. Bean. <laughs> and you will. That's, it's a sad. <laughs> Listen, we, we, I said Mr. Bean in this podcast, so you can now hashtag it. Okay. <laughs> I you will. Know, Thank I, you, Andy. You're the I, I, Mr. Bean is the secret to YouTube, I think. Just hashtag it. Mr. Bean is tremendous. Um, you know, the actor, the character, the car, the uh, total icon. Um, Mr. Bean movies growing up were tremendous. And, and man, what a great 
I mean, what a great, I mean, it makes everyone laugh no matter who you are. I mean, you can, you can relate to and appreciate Mr. Bean and, and that's so cool. The end of the Mr. Bean mobile. That's so awesome. And, and you're on Instagram, you're at Mr. Bean mobile, right? Yeah. That's so cool. And so how did it come to be, you know, making the Mr. Bean mobile, like, uh, you know, how, you know, making, you know, having a replica Mr. Bean mobile, how did that sort of come to be? What was the inspiration behind that and everything like that? I was I was always a car guy. Um, oh, okay. And, and going into the garage, and I, I I was always building a car. I was oh, wow. always building, always, always. Are you always, big into Formula One? I'm a big Formula One guy. Are you into that or? I used really to be. The, I, yeah. I I mean, I absolutely love Lewis Hamilton. I think he is. Yeah. That's that's someone that I is an inspiration to me. Yeah. Just the way he handles himself, just his motivation, the, his his drive, his focus is tremendous. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Uh, so I, I follow him regularly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, with, with, with the Mr. Bean mobile, it was like I said, I, I always had to work on cars. That was my therapy. Now, now this is my therapy, comedy, talking to people. This, this is my new therapy. But back in the day, it was always building cars. Uh, when my son got sick, I was actually building a custom Porsche in my garage. Um, and then he got what? sick and had to sell that. Yeah. That was a uh, Porsche. Yeah. It was, I was building, it was, it's called a Strosek. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really cool looking body style with these little PIA headlights. Wow. Wide body. I had nine, nine, three wheels on it. It was a 1975, nine 11, but it looked like, it looked like a nine, nine, three. I mean, the, it was a wide body. It was everything about it. Um, it was funny Damn, when, my, <laughs> when, when I, when, when my son got sick, of course, and everything went downhill and I had, to, I had to sell that immediately. Sure. I had a doctor from Canada drive down with a garbage bag full of cash <laughs> literally handed me uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was a little bit less than what i was asking but the fact that he had a garbage bag full of cash now the thing is at the time i was i was a detective i actually called up somebody that i worked with that knew money laundering Wait, and i was just detective? like yeah I, I, i'm a retired detective that's that's a whole other <laughs> life but yeah that's yeah I, believe me I, I can go on for i've got story no after way, story. Andy, yeah, this is, that's, i knew that's i a, knew there were going to be some things that i was going to uncover that i was going to be like whoa okay like all right we'll get to that all right so yeah. anyway. so I, I had to call him up make sure that the money was not counterfeit i was like how do i check this money because i was just like there's a lot of money here and i, I don't want to take this bag of money get this guy my portion and have him drive off and be left with a bag of cabbage here so the money was good <laughs> The guy drives off at like nine o'clock at night from New Jersey, going back up to Canada in this Porsche that uh, it really wasn't road ready yet. It's the bodywork still wasn't done. The electrical I was still finishing up. It stopped in and, and took off. So I needed to get back into something. Um, once my son came home, I think the next thing that I, I, I had built, I think I had built a 69 uh, GTO convertible. Low, it was slammed to the ground. It was crazy. Um, but then I wanted to do something for him. Uh, like I said, after he, he was a fan of Mr. Bean before he got sick. After he got sick being a deaf mute, Mr. Bean was perfect because you don't need to hear Mr. Bean to watch it. It was, it was just, it was just the perfect thing. We just put on Mr. Bean and every day we watch Mr. Bean in this house. There isn't a day that goes by where there's not something Mr. Bean being played or being acted out or something Mr. Bean related. Um, I couldn't afford a classic at the time. I couldn't find one. So I, I, the first one that I did was a, I think it was an 03 convertible mini that I, basically made into a, I painted it, made it look like uh, it was a tribute car. And then I found on eBay, I found one in Texas. I found a classic, had that shipped up here, bought it sight unseen, got pretty lucky with it. It was a good car. I had to do a lot of work, created the Mr. Bean, my version. It's kind of a hot rod, Mr. Bean version. And that's, that's Jaden's car. And 
there isn't a day or two that goes by where he doesn't ask about the car. Now, right now it's too cold to get outside and everything like that, but he'll ask about it. You know, it's closed. It's in the garage. It's sleeping. Uh, but whenever, whenever we can, we get outside. I'll pull it out. He'll wash it. We'll sit in it. We'll go for a ride around the block. Um, it, it's, oh, cool. it's therapy for all of us in, in many ways. Uh, again, it's a classic mini, so it breaks down a lot. So it's not <laughs> the greatest therapy for me. I try not to go to too many cars. I used to go to a lot of car shows with it, but. It's a classic mini. If anybody knows a classic mini, you got about 10 miles before it's going to break down. So, <laughs> oh, my friend Brian is going to love this show because he's big into cars, um, loves Volkswagens. And man, that is, that is, you know, that, you know, that is really cool. Of course, you know, well, we'll actually Volkswagen mini or a mini Cooper is that mini Cooper, mini Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Mini Cooper. Well, he's into mini Coopers as well. Uh, he has a Volkswagen golf R, which is really cool. Um, those are, those are sweet. I love those. Yes. But that car, the Mr. B mobile that you, you, I, I was like, did he build this? Like, like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my God, Andy Singer is just like, he's all over the place. Multi-talented, total Renaissance man. I'm like, okay, I, I like this. I can dig this. And it's just so cool. The Mr. Mo, uh, Mr. B mobile page and seeing the car and just very, it's very neat. It's very cool. And just, you know, you know, for your son and, and to help him with what he's, you know, like you said, there, like that is just, it's very cool. It's a really cool story. And, and if you're listening to this right now, pull out your phone, go to Instagram, and type in Mr. Bean Mobile and check this thing out, man. It's super cool. That's awesome, Andy. Yeah, again, it's it's just trying what can you do to make your day a little bit easier. Like I said, I can sit here and I can complain about my day and my life and, and how sure. tough things are and what we go through. Or I can say, yeah, I had a rough day, but here I am sitting here talking with you, someone that uh, we may have chatted like in DMs. We may have gone back and forth on a comment on, on a post or something like that. But do we know each other? No. But no. here we are. How long into a conversation? Yeah. And we know each other now. Yeah. And, and that's the great thing. We're making each other laugh. We're making each other smile. Thank yep. you. You're, you're making my day a little bit better. Hopefully I'm making your day a little bit better. 100%. And hopefully pe people listening, it's, it's doing something for them. And that is, again, you, you, you said something very important before too. You said you don't get paid for this. I, I don't get paid for all the memes that I've done. I've had so many comedians over the year. Hey, Andy, what, you know, what, what can I, you know, send you for what? And no, no, I, two things. I take merch. If you want to send me some of your comedy merch. And when you're in town, I want tickets. That's all <laughs> yeah. I ask. Yeah. That's all I ask for. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> like whatever comedians I work with. When you're in town, some merch and some tickets to your show. That's it. That's, that's all I'm asking for because that's what pays me the best. Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, is money great? Sure, it's great. But it's just it's something you get and then you give to other people. This is something that you keep and it's memories and it's something you remember forever going to a show, getting some merch. You've got that forever. Like, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's exactly how I feel. I mean, if you love something so much, you'll do whatever no matter what. And um, and yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more with you, man. I couldn't agree more. And, you know. I definitely want to touch on, you know, your childhood growing up, you know, where are you from? Uh, what was your childhood like? You know, did you think maybe, uh, you know, being a, you know, a funny guy, a comedian, you know, things like that. Do you think that was in your future? And what did you do from an early age? And obviously, as you just said, um, you know, you were an investigator. You know, you were a, so like, definitely, definitely talk to me about, you know, your early days and where you're from and just sort of, you know, how matriculated to where you are now. Okay, now this is probably uh, your show is going to definitely get weird and interesting here because there is nothing normal about my life from okay. birth from birth to right now. 
it's but uh, it's it's just full of and that's the thing too that like i gotta look back and i gotta laugh at everything and i gotta go you know what it's it's been an interesting a very interesting life and i hey, enjoy sharing it's the story of any comedian i feel like it's, no comedian's life was ever normal <laughs> I mean, that's why they make us laugh and have all the good insights <laughs> exactly there's something screwy about a comedian that's 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 all I, i'll say that because i know most of them and that's uh it's true. It's a screwed up bunch. Um, okay, let's let's try to give the uh, the, the cliff note version. Okay, so at um, I was adopted. My parents are, were from here in Passaic, Passaic, New Jersey, northern New Jersey. They adopted me from Florida because at the time Florida was. I, I think a lot of local states were having problems with adoptions where kids were going back to the families. And I think my parents were concerned about that. So they set up something through Florida. I was adopted from Florida, three days old. I was flown home from Florida to Passaic where I began my life. Now that whole thing comes back later on. Uh, cause I, when I, when I met my, my, my wife and we were discussing having a family, I wanted to find out my medical history. So I needed to do research about my birth family which there was no knowledge of. My parents had told me, you know, growing up that I was adopted. I knew that I was adopted. There was never any secret. Part of the the thing was they had no knowledge of my birth parents. That was that was what was signed off from them in Florida, that there would be no connection, no knowledge, no knowing of anything. It was a big secret. Okay, fine. Uh, like I said, years later, that, that, that came back very interesting. I grew up a uh, uh, BMX kid, uh, skateboarder not not a great skateboarder but i enjoyed skateboarding uh mostly bmx i was always on my bicycle i was one of those kids uh sunrise till uh till sundown out lights came on had to be home always out and about always doing things a problem child <laughs> I, I guess i think that's probably the best way to to describe it i would say teens i became a problem child uh an understatement uh, got into a lot of bad stuff uh, did a lot of bad stuff, a lot of stupid stuff, uh, teen stuff, I guess, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, and then at, uh, I was 19, I had a heart attack. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like, I mean, I'm leaving a lot of stuff out here and there and there's a lot of wits. There's, there's a million different things that go into my life. Had a heart attack. And then that was, that was a wake up for me to make a change. Wow. That was, I had to stop doing certain things. I had to stop living a certain way. I had to stop, I had to start caring about myself and about life. Uh, made some changes. Um, my sister wasn't in, in law enforcement at the time. She, there was an opening for a dispatcher, uh, for a department she used to work with. And it was kind of like, do you want it? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, that's not me. I was like, you know, that is not, but then I, the money was pretty good. And I figured, okay, I can do this for a couple of years. At the time I was working in auto body or a chop shop, whatever, whatever I was doing. Um, and I was like, okay, I can save up money and I can buy my own auto shop. That was, that was my goal was to have my own auto shop and build custom cars. And once I got into law enforcement, I realized, Hey, I can get a pension from this after 20 years. So that became, that became 20 years of, of, um, law enforcement. And like I said, that's, that's an entirely other <laughs> program of stories and, and <laughs> that, 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 that's a life I've, I've almost forgotten about. Uh, I retired in, when did I retire? Oh my gosh. Uh, 2009. Yeah. I retired in 2009. And it's, it's, it's literally like I've forgotten about that life. Nice. Next time on Sweet Up, <laughs> Andy Singer. 
and his investigative days. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I did that. And then, um, and then, and then it just became m- most of my focus has always been, you know, my son. Uh, and then my daughter came along and, and then the balance of, of trying to keep a normal, uh, life, you know, with, with my daughter growing up with, with everything that we do. Uh, that's always been a very delicate balancing act. And I've always been a funny person. Uh, getting into the comedy aspect of it, I've always been. Uh, the funny guy. I've always been the funny sidekick to all my friends. I've, I've always been that. I've always been the comic. I've always been the one, you know, all the girls. Oh, he's the funny one, the cute, funny one. You know, I was always, always the cute, funny one. Okay. All right. That's, that's fine. That's, that's who I am. When I was trying to figure out what to do next, I was, I was working with the cars. I was, do I want to get into comedy? Do I want to do anything? And then it was like this. And then, like I said, the, the mean thing started taking off. I started connecting with comedians. Um, and then, and then I jumped. Uh, I didn't jump on stage. Uh, Donnell Rollins threw me on stage. I saw the YouTube video. I watched it today. I was like, I was like doing a little more research, and I'm like, yeah, he got on stage. That's awesome. <laughs> that was that. That's a, that was that was an interesting night in itself because I actually had a full set. I think I had a 10 minute set for that, that night. Was Airlines, right? And yeah, that was kind of, that was that was the yeah. thing. That was that my well, the thing was he he called me up. I'll never forget that it was um, Thanksgiving Day. He called me up, wished me a happy Thanksgiving. We're talking about a bunch of stuff. And he said, uh, January, second week of January, he goes, uh, I'm at Caroline's. He goes, um, you're opening for me, uh, four nights, six shows. Hangs up, hangs up the phone. He goes, 10 minutes, hangs up the phone. That was it. That was the conversation. So after about like five minutes of me sitting there going, can I do that? What did he just, what, like what? And then, and then I called him back and he's like, what? He's like, you can't say no. I was like, cause we have, we have this thing where you can't, if, if one of us asks something to do something, you know, like comedy related or something, it. you can't, you can't say no. So I was just like, I can't say no. I, I, just, I was like, just give me more information. He was like, no, he's like, you're going to get up on stage and you're going to give me 10 minutes of your comedy. He's like, have you talked about it? You're going to just do it. And that's it. And I was like, okay, put together 10 minutes. I get there that night. When I got there that night, um, the guy running the show that night, I guess they, I think they had somebody else on or something that he's like, you got three minutes. And now here I am, someone that had never done an open mic, never worked on my comedy. And I'm like, I had the story and then I had a bunch of jokes. So I'm like, how the, I don't even know how, like a comedian would be like, okay, no problem. Like, okay, I got this three minutes. I got that. And I'm like, how do I take 10 minutes? So I'm like, let me just go with the story. So I just went with the story on that one, which for me was relaxing. Um, and then I actually started doing comedy. I think uh, the next, the next set, the next night, I think I was actually doing some comedy and, and getting into it. And I immediately fell in love. Once you're on stage and once, and it, basically it's what we're doing right now. It's having a conversation with an audience, whether it's one person or a hundred people. And it's connecting. And that's the most important thing is having an honest conversation. And I think that's what makes a podcast. That's what makes comedy. That's what just makes a good conversation is an open and honest conversation. Yeah, no, totally. And I watched that and I'm like, man, Andy was up at Caroline's. Like Caroline's is legendary. That's so cool. And the fact that you're like, Donnell Rawlings told me to come up here. And I'm like, that is so cool. And everyone loved it and vibed with it. And that was, man, so great. I'm so glad that's on YouTube. And Definitely check that out. You know, Andy, Andy Singer at Caroline's on YouTube. You, you can look that up. Super, super cool. And, you know, another thing that you got to do, which I think is awesome, is you were in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot uh, movie. Definitely talk to me about about how that came to be, what it was like meeting them and just that whole experience. 
that's a very funny story. Again, that's another Donnell Rollins calls me up. Uh, he knew that I was a fan of Jay and Silent Bob. And he goes, um, uh, I, I forget, I think it was like the beginning of the year or something like that. He goes, listen, March, we're going to uh, New Orleans. And I'm like, okay, we're going to New Orleans. What are we going to New Orleans for? He's like, um, he's like, I talked to Kevin Smith and then I'm like, well, like, what do you mean? You talk to Kevin Smith. He's like, I'm going to be in the opening scene of uh, Jane Silent Bob Reba movie. He's like, you're going to be in it with me. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to be in it. He's like, I asked Kevin and Kevin said, cause at the time Donnell and Kevin were doing something called Hollyweed. And if you get a chance, you can, you can look up Hollyweed. There was a pilot for that. It was absolutely hilarious. I can't imagine it. being friends with Donnell Rawlings and him hit me up and being like, yo, I'm in this movie. You're going to be with me. Peace. Like that's, that, then that's pretty much what it was. That's so cool. The, the, the funny part about it was, was, we had no idea. We knew what the scene was. We, you know, he had everything. So we didn't know. I think initially, I think I was going to be playing one of the SWAT officers because the opening scene was a SWAT raid on, on, on the, on the place. And that's what it was. But I knew going down there, uh, it had been talked about that, you know, be being a retired police officer. I was like, I don't know if I can be a police officer with this mop on my face because most police officers are not allowed to have a beard this big. Right. I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, we'll get down there. We'll figure it out. We get down there the day before the shoot. We go to, um, uh, you know, uh, dressing and stuff like that. Cause Donnell had to get fitted for what he was wearing. He was wearing a, uh, a police uniform and then they were going to decide what I was going to be doing. And the girl was looking at me and they had a police uniform ready for me. And she was, and I was like, I know, I, I know. She's just like, could we cut it down a little? And immediately I, I'm going like, I got a chance to be in a Jane Silent Bob movie. True. And I'm like, Donnell steps in. He goes, if you no. shave your beard off and go home, he goes, your son's not going to know who you are. <laughs> he goes, plus he goes, your bearded humor. He goes, that's kind of your brand. He goes, he goes, you want to shave? I was like, okay, well, well, so we said, okay, we'll figure it out. We go out, we're hanging out that night. We were walking Bourbon Street. We're hanging out. We have something to eat. We go back, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. We'll get up the next morning. We'll go on set. We'll figure it out. He said to me, though, he goes, You're, he, we, we distinct, I'll never forget. We were sitting down and he distinctively said, we shook on this. He goes, you're not shaving the beard. He goes, promise me you're not going to give in because he knows more about Hollywood, the way things work. He goes, you're not shaving the beard. He goes, that's who you are. He goes, don't get rid of that. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm like, I, I agreed. I was like, well, I'll stand my ground. You know, if, if anybody comes up next day, we get onto set. And, uh, they come up to me, uh, Donnell goes for fitting. They come up to me for fitting. They have my uniform. And again, she goes, I, we, we can't do the beard. She goes, can we cut it? And I immediately look at her and I go, yeah. Donnell throws his hands up in the air and goes, what the hell, man? He didn't say what the hell. He said, what the F man, of course. And he's just like, are you kidding me? He's like, did you not forget about anything that we talked about? Who you are? You have to, you know, he's like, you're going to go home. Your son's not going to know who your family's not going to know who you are if you shave that thing off. No one's going to recognize you. I'm like, but I got, it. he's like, but nothing. Okay. They say, okay, nothing. They wait for Kevin to come on set. Kevin comes on set. Kevin walks up to me and he, he walks up to me and he, he had heard about what had happened. And he goes, walk and he strokes my beard and he goes, we're not cutting that. He goes, walks and he goes, we're not cutting that. And I'm just like, okay. He goes, I'll come up with something. He goes, I will come up with something. Kevin Boom. Smith was stroking Kevin, your beard. He stroked my beard. He goes, we're not cutting that. He goes, he goes, I'll come up with something. 
we go through the whole day of filming. Uh, they film the opening scene. They film the closing scene that day. They film some other, some, some background stuff. Now it's the end of the day. And I'm just, I'm standing there. I'm hanging out, having a great time. Met some great people on set. We're having a whole bunch of laughs, wonderful time watching all the behind the scenes stuff, you know, seeing Cav, Jay, everybody. Um, and they're pretty much wrapped. And then Kevin thanks everybody. Now, Kevin, he's like, thanks everybody. Great day. And I, I just go, okay, listen. If for nothing, I just spent the day on a, on a Jay and Silent Bob set. I'm good. I don't say. Beautiful. Kevin turns and he looks at me and he goes, oh, I did not forget you. And then he whispers to see, tell somebody something. She runs off. She gets a popcorn bag. And I'm like, what's going on? And then they have me come over. They put me in in this, um, in a zip up jacket. Cause of course you can't have anything. Cause I don't know if my shirt had a logo on it. So, you know, you can't have it. So they put me in this, you know, basic jacket and everything like that. And um, Kevin explains the scene. You know, he's he's like, I, I watched the film it all morning. SWAT pulls up, blah, 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 this, that, the other thing. He goes, it's a dramatic moment. He goes, take this bag of popcorn, stand in front of the SWAT truck, start shoving popcorn into your face. Like, like so I think I shot three or four shots. And I actually I posted a video on, I think, on the Bearded Humor page of um, of Kevin directing me. I have a video of, of Donnell actually took it. Kevin Smith directing me eating popcorn in a dramatic fashion. Uh, Josh Roush, the, the cameraman. That's on your one, Instagram. Yeah, it's it, to, to me. It's, that. it's oh one of gosh. it's it's one of the coolest things to have Kevin Smith actually directing me eating popcorn, and it was it was filmed by Donnell Rawlings on on his phone. It was sent to me. Uh, and Josh Roush is filming it for for the movie. Another great guy that I met that day too. Uh, and it was it was just absolutely hilarious. That that like I said, I am wow. The thing that I love about it is I just thought it was going to be a little thing. Um, Donnell, when Kevin was editing the movie, Donnell was by Kevin's house. Donnell takes a, a video screen of it and actually sends me the opening scene and goes, "Of course, you know you can't send this, of course, while it's being edited." And I'm like, "Okay." And then he goes, "And then Kevin wants to know what you what what do you want your name to read in the credits?" And I'm like, credits? I'm like, I was in the movie three seconds. I was just like, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, so I figured, okay, maybe like extras or something like that. At the end of the movie, it's a uh, uh, popcorn eater, Andrew Singer. Um, uh, and then I am right above Method Man. Because his last name is, I it said something Smith, I think, is his last. So, like, that, that's like, and then when it, like, I'm like, I actually, I got a credited role for three seconds of eating popcorn and I'm above Method Man in a Jane Silent Bob movie credits. <laughs> that is awesome, man. That is so and, cool, Andy. As we said before, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Who am I? I'm the man. <laughs> it's. It's like I said, I could I could sit here and I could complain about all the chaos in my life and all the craziness and all the stuff that we go through and, and we deal with. Or I can just be open to connecting with an energy and experience and just going, like I said, then I'll have to, we have this thing where you can't say no. It's like, if you, all right, I'll figure out how we, okay, we're going to do it. Figure it out. We'll make it happen. It's and, and, and you make it happen. And it just adds stories like this. It's like I forget about things. I forget about so much, and then when you know you bring something like that up, it just reminds you of yeah, I've 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 had a pretty good life. Damn, and you know I I did my research, of course, and noticed that you have an IMDb with yourself on there with being the popcorn eater, and you've done you've done a couple other things too. It wasn't just that. Can you can you uh, expand on that? 
Yeah, I worked with a um, a, a local uh, producer years ago, a guy that I had connected with uh, through a friend, and I, I enjoyed it. Like at the time, I was I was a cop, and he was working on a movie that needed some prop guns. Uh, so you know, he asked me, and I I had a, a a bigger collection of weapons at the time, and I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I'll come down, make sure everything's safe. There'll be no ammo on set. You know, it's a very important thing. You know, just just for just for prop guns, just to have in, in, in a couple of the scenes and stuff like that. So I got to I got to be a part of of something like that. Uh, was there anything else? I think that was I think that was it. I think I did one or two things with Chris. Um, yeah, but again, it's it's just like who am I? Like I forget that I have an IMDb. You know, it's like I have an IMDb. Why do I? <laughs> Why do I have an IMDP page? I don't know. Do people ever confuse you with the famous cartoonist Andy Singer? Because I know there's a cartoonist named Andy Singer, and I thought at first that, that was you. But obviously, you know, you know, doing doing my research and talking to you, you know, it's not. But there is a there is a you know a, a cartoonist Andy Singer does political uh, cartoon. He does a bunch of different things. And has anyone ever mistaken you for him? It's funny because if you go on my bearded humor uh, Instagram page and you looked at like, you know, you can see tagged pictures. I'm actually tagged in a couple of his because like the first time it happened, I'm like, wow, who, like what? Like, what? And then I had to do my research, like you said, to find out that he's, he's a political uh, satirist. And I'm just and every now and then if you go through my <laughs> tagged pictures, there's probably a, maybe like a half a dozen. Like, you know, like the first one started a couple of years ago. I'm like. What is it? Every now and then, like, okay, I, I, but that, yeah, that's very interesting. I know exactly who you're talking about because it's on the Andy because it's AndySinger.com, and so I'm like, is this Andy? Like, because <laughs> it it goes along with that comedic uh, line. So that's that's why I get tagged because I think people probably think they're like, oh, Andy, oh, he's a cop. It's got to be him, and I get yeah. tagged in his stuff all the time, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Definitely talk to me about how you met your wife. Your wife is super cool. Very, very interesting. I love when she comes on the Bearded Babble. Um, funny, uh, creative like you. I know she's very creative and into you know art-related things. Um, and I follow her on Instagram, and she's a great follow. And just you know, what a cool life partner, you know. And you know, what what could you say about you know meeting her and just you know everything like that? Again, nothing interesting about that story. <laughs> uh, that's 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 my that's my mo we went to high school together didn't really know each other didn't know each other okay didn't know each other like you know we knew who we were past each other in the hallways after high school uh there's a local uh uh bar around here not not too far from here and it was like a local hangout place and i was in there with a bunch of my friends and she was in there with a bunch of her friends and i happened to say, and again i knew who she was she knew who i was and I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. You know, like, and I went up to her and I was, hey, how you doing, Baba? You know, we were talking, gave her my number, da, da, da. I think the next day I was leaving to go to Florida with a bunch of friends. So I think she kind of knew that and kind of figured, oh, uh, you know, party guy, this, that, the other thing. So, again, but she she took my number um, and I told her, I said, go to Florida for a couple of days, you know, give me a call, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Never heard from her. Never heard from her at all. Never called. A couple of months later. Now it's New Year's Eve. Now me and a bunch of friends, we have a hotel room at this uh, local uh, big hotel thing where they, they have a big New Year's thing every year. Nice. She was there with a bunch of her friends. Now we're, I'm walking through the hallway with my friends. She's walking through the hallway with her friends. Again, we're all from the same area, so we all kind of know each other. Everybody's saying hi. I see her. The first thing I do is I turn and, um, <clears throat> like, I because I, I, I was like, and she's, I gave her my phone. Like, I, I don't want to talk to her. I gave her my phone number six months ago. She never called me. So we have no, so there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing. We ended up hanging out. I think 
she ended up coming back with her friends and hanging out in the room, one of the rooms. We had, I think, two rooms and everybody was partying in them. And we kind of talked a little bit. And then I don't remember exactly uh, what the story was, but I think one of the friends that she was with had gotten sick and had thrown up for New Year's Eve. It happens. And I think she had said, ah, you know, I was just like, after everybody leaves, I got this big room. I think I had two beds in it. I was like, if you want, I was like, if you want to stay, I'm just being a nice guy. That's, that's all I'm being is I know you didn't call me back. I know there's, you know, whatever, just being a nice guy. Okay, fine. We ended up hanging out that night. We ended up watching. Uh, it's funny because we were talking about this with my daughter just, just the other night. Uh, there's a movie. It's, it's not the bodyguard. It's not the Kevin Costner movie. It's my bodyguard. It's an old eighties movie. And, um, I, I think what's his name? One of the Dylans is in it. Um, it, it's, 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 it's an eighties movie. I, I know what you're talking about. I know you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm struggling it, to find this. It's, it's just this weird, funny, offbeat type movie. And that became, and we watched it and we laughed. And, and to this day, that's still our movie. Now, again, nothing happened. We just watched the movie. I went to sleep. She went to sleep. The next morning I said, um, I think she asked for my number and I said, do you want to do that again? <laughs> and she was, she was just like, yeah. I said, so reluctantly I gave her my number and I said, okay, I won't hear from you. I, I, I think she waited like 24, 48 hours or whatever. And then of course she called and she's like, hey, I did call you. And that's, that's been it ever since. Wow. And it's been a journey. Yeah. That is so cool. Shout out to Jenny. She's awesome. Yes. I absolutely, yes. absolutely love her. I love when she comes on the show. You guys are so funny together. Uh, I love it. And you know what you both do as just tremendous parents to your your kids and with Jaden and and everything and Dakota and and what she's got going on it's just it's so cool to just you know understand and see what you're I mean as someone myself who is not yet a father um doesn't have kids yet I think to myself man like I hope that when I do I'm as good and as real and as wholesome and honest and as tremendous as a person as uh as you know, as Andy and, and Andy and Jenny are, because you guys are awesome. So uh, I appreciate that. I, I know that she'll say that, you know, we, we appreciate that. Trust me, we are far from perfect. Um, we're well, we're actually going perfect. If you're perfect, there's something wrong because <laughs> there should never be a perfect person because you have to go through the trial and tribulations. If, if you're perfect, something's wrong. You, you can't yes. you can't be perfect and you shouldn't want to be perfect. Because that's just not how life is. And and I've always thought that. Like, don't put pressure on yourself to try to be that way because it's just not that's not life and it'll never always be that way. It'll never happen. So yeah. yeah. I'm fortunate enough that, that with Jenny, um, we have the exact same sense of humor. It's very dark. It's very deep. Uh, we've actually talked about possibly like you know, we we do our we do what we do on the podcast, but the way we really are, uh, like at night, the way we watch TV, I, I don't think it would go over very, very well because again, it's our therapy. It's our sure. way of releasing. Um, sure. a lot of, a lot of people I've talked about my comedy and that, that's an interesting thing, thing to go back. I'll go back to Donnell Rawlings again. Yeah. One of the, one of the nights at Caroline's, uh, I think it was a, like a sold out Friday night. I got up there with a bunch of material on my son and it's, it's dark. It's deep. I talk about uh, his seizures. I talk about uh, medical issues. I talk about a lot of what we've been through. And if another comedian were to tell those jokes, they wouldn't probably go over very well. They would probably go over as mean or mean spirited. But the fact that that's what I live and I'm telling you in a way that I can find the humor in it, 
the audience can laugh. And that was something that I didn't know about. And the fact that I didn't know how those jokes were going to go. I did them in, you know, a couple of open mics and they went well because I know the people. They're supportive of me. They know my story. Now I'm in front of a bunch of people, you know, packed house in Caroline's. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows anything about me. And I'm telling jokes about my special needs son. And once you start to get that laughter, and because I think, again, it's the connection. It's the looking at them. It's the telling them, this is my life. I'm not making a story up here. I may be, comedians embellish. You may twist things a little bit, change it a little bit to get a little bit more humor out of it. And I remember walking off stage feeling so good. And I will never forget Donnell grabbing me as I walked off stage at Caroline's. And he grabbed me and he grabbed me by the shirt. And I'm like, what did, like, well, what did I do now? Because a lot of times I get off, you're like, you shouldn't have done this. You got to end with this joke. That was the wrong joke to begin with. It, you know, like, he'll give me like, you know, comedic stuff. And he grabbed me. And he looked me in the eye, and I'll never forget this. He said, they have to love you to be able to laugh at that. And that's when I realized, wow, that's how that's how deep comedy can be. And that's when I really realized I do want to share this. I, I do want to, like I said, I've had some people, certain jokes be like, you shouldn't, you know, like, it's. Per I understand if it's personal to you, but this is personal to me. And this is my life. And this, like I said, I'll say it a million times. It's a very difficult life. And if I can make a difficult day that much better, then I can do this. I can get on here and I can be with you and I can have a smile. Because if I can't get it that much better, I'm going to be curled up in bed right now in a bowl just laying there going, okay, I just want to go to sleep and just till tomorrow. You know? Yeah, yeah no, and, and I appreciate you so much telling Jaden's story. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his when he comes on the, on the Bearded Babble. Just seeing the both of you interact, like I, like I told you before we started, is just awesome and you know seeing how you know your your entire family uh handles the situation that's at hand um is just it's it's you know it makes you realize that you know it's like something my mom you know my mom passed away in 2019 and it's something that she used to say is like you know be kind to everyone you meet because you have no idea what situation they may be facing behind the scenes that they're not telling you about so just be be kind to everyone you meet because you never know. You never know what they they're battling, what they're facing, and um and to to get some insight into what you know your family experiences and what and what Jaden has been going through and and everything like that, I think really gives insight to just you know not everything's perfect, but it's how you deal with the adversity and deal with that um, that really defines not only who you are, but helps define um you know the whoever it is that is going through that situation. And uh, that's why I'm such a big fan of, of your work and what you do and, and just your whole family. You were tremendous, you know, tremendous people. And, and yeah, I, I, I resonate with everything that, that you're saying. Um, I'm grateful and I'm lucky to have, you know, my wife, Jenny, uh, my partner, my, uh, my daughter, Dakota, uh, and my, my, my son, Jaden, like I said, there, there's so many things the, the dynamics in this house, the way things work, the way we work, the way we look out for each other, the way we realize when somebody is down, the way it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's different. I, I, I couldn't explain the way the chemistry works. Uh, we've actually been filming over the past month or two. Uh, I've been actually keeping a camera around the house and every now and then we just film what goes on during the day. And that's another thing. My, my daughter actually wants to produce a, a documentary on our family. So that's something else that we, that we have coming too. Like I said, we're just taking little clips. We're just filming throughout the day uh, just what goes on and how one minute we can be sitting there and it can be peaceful and quiet. And the next minute it can be total chaos. 
Uh, everything just goes wrong in an instant. Uh, you can plan for things. Um, that's that, that's why like I'm so understanding of when you said you're running late tonight. That that to me, like people are always just like, oh, I'm so sorry. My life is barely getting there on time. My life is canceling. My life is can, can we postpone it? Can we push it back a little bit? Can we change it? That's my life. So when somebody is like uh, running a little bit, no, please, 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 please. I actually enjoy the the, the quiet time that I'm actually going to get to sit for the 15 minutes while you're getting ready. I actually get to sit here and I actually get to take a breath. So thank you for being late. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, whatever time you can get by yourself. And again, it's just us looking out. And another important thing, and this is very important. I, I like I said, I yes. thank my family um, for what they do. This is something that, that I'm always grateful to. And I always want to make a point of thank you to you. Thank you to, to anyone that has ever reached out. You don't understand. Um, that's the thing too. Like when we live in the hospitals and we're going through these dark times or when Jane's having a bad day and the seizure wise and everything is going wrong. I don't like to post up the bad, but sometimes I do just to share that this is the life. Um, and then the feedback that comes with it, the, the thoughts and the prayers, the, this, the, that so, sometimes they're just words. Sometimes they're this, whether someone likes it, whether they send me a paragraph, no matter what it is, that means that for a moment, for a minute, for 10 minutes, someone out there in the world was thinking of us, thinking about what we're going through, and they're putting that energy out there. And that means so much to me. I may not always get back to every comment. I may not always get back to every DM because uh, there still may be so much going on. But it gives me energy. It fuels me. It fuels me. And that's something that I cannot think. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I just made a quick comment or a prayer hands or whatever. I know some people are like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. To me, it does. I know a lot of people think, oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. It's just a common thing. I don't care if you copy and pasted it. It To me, it means something. To me, it means that you took some sort of energy, some sort of care for what I'm going through, and you sent it to me in the world. And And, and again, it restores my faith. It restores, there's someone out there that cares. And, and again, in this day and age, we, 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 we touched on it because we don't want to touch on it, the politics and what's going on out there in the world. It's, you, you wonder, do people care? And when a total stranger just reaches out to you, uh, like I said, whether they have 10 million followers or whether they have two followers and they, Hey, Andy, just wanted to send you a message. Just wanted to just thinking of you. Hope all is good. It means the world to me. It that again, that's priceless to me. I'm. I don't get paid for what I do. I'm broke. I'm in debt out the wazoo. What I enjoy is the energy, the love, the good vibes. That to me is priceless and all I'll ever ask for. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And we appreciate you right back, Andy, because you're giving us enjoyment. You're giving us laughter. And that's what we really need right now. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on with individuals personally, professionally, whatever it may be. And to be able to tap into your humor and everything you're going through and also get insight into what you're going through, you know, so you can show people like, you know, hey, I might be a funny guy, but I've also got things that I've got going on, too. And this is how I deal with it. I think it's a great way to to heal and to cope and to sort of understand how you can deal with real life issues. So um, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, again, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for what you do for, again, just sharing stories. You're sharing energy. You're helping people more than, you know, you even know, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean <laughs> so, so again, you, you sit here and you're like, oh, thank you, Andy. Oh, I want to. No, 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 no. Thank you 
yeah. for what you do and what you're doing. Like I said, I'm going to be learning a lot from you. You're an inspiration <laughs> to me because I'm trying to get things going here and I'm learning from you and listening to your podcast and listening to the flow of things and learning. And again, thank you. We can all learn from each other. That's all we can do. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, of course, the feelings are mutual. And, you know, that's the great part about talking to folks is you can learn just so much and you can grow as a person. And um, the one-on-one -on -one interaction with people you don't know. I mean, we just met each other today for the first time and we're having a great time. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to end, but I have a few more things before we wrap up because, of course, all good things must come to an end eventually. <laughs> and, you know, one of, the th one of those things is, you know, during the holidays – you had elves show up to your place um, to show Jaden some love. And I thought that was super cool. And the gentleman doing that, I feel like I saw him in the news not too long ago when he was mowing lawns and everything like that. So please describe to me this gentleman, what he, what it is he does and all the good he brings. Cause I would love to bring attention to this. The, the two of those are two true superheroes. It's Rodney Smith jr. Um, he's, the, he's the gentleman who goes around the country uh, in a van and he mows lawns of veterans of elderly people of right. disabled people and that's all he does he mows lawns now during the winter time he'll help shovel snow he'll do whatever anyone needs he'll go to like a town he'll ask who needs help who needs help who needs help and that's all he does 24 7 365 now he connected with yuri williams uh yuri is, is a, a future superhero on instagram Yuri, um, when we first met him, he used to dress up as Spider-Man. Uh, he's been the Mandalorian. Uh, he, he constantly changes and he goes, he was, he would go to, to travel the country in his own car, going to houses, uh, hospitals, visiting special needs children who needed a superhero, who needed a visit from a superhero. These two guys connected. And then they started doing all this together. Now you want to talk about, listen, I know you got the Avengers and you got Hulk and I, no, no, no. These two gentlemen, uh, Yuri Williams and, and Rodney Smith Jr., these two gentlemen, they are without a doubt 100% true life superheroes. Um, they started coming here a couple of years ago. They come every year. They came here this year with a film crew, uh, made some news. And I am grateful. Uh, Yuri actually, it was a couple of weeks before they came here. He was out to, I think, lunch or something like that. And they surprised him. They told him that they were going to be do something, I think, for, I don't know if it was the morning show or the today show, one of, one of, one of the big morning shows here in New York. And they actually surprised him with, um, I can't remember exactly who the, who the host was, but anyway, they brought the rock out because the rock had heard about him and the rock was a fan of his. So now he has the rock support. So the rock is helping, helping uh, Rodney and Yuri now too. It doesn't get any better than that. I it, mean, it was, uh, it, he is the pinnacle of a person. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, my, Michael Strahan was, uh, was the one that set it all up. Wow. Yeah. He, so he set it up. So uh, I love the simple fact that these two superheroes are getting the notoriety that they deserve. Uh, I'm going to be having uh, a Yuri and Rodney on at some point too. We're, we're trying to figure that out. They're going to be on the babble once we get that going. Cause again, th those, those are two people that can give you an energy and a vibe that is priceless. Ah, oh, I cannot wait for that. That is going to be tremendous. And when I saw you post about that this past holiday, I had definitely heard, you know, of Rodney before, so I'm like, man, like this guy's doing this now, and just the fact that Michael Strahan showed that love, and and now they got the Rock back in them. I mean, oh. I mean, what better to have the Rock back in you? If the Rock's back, and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can do whatever you want. I mean, 
The Rock should be president, not to get political, but man, we're talking about a, a just a guy who's inspirational, who cares about people, and started from the bottom. Now he's here. That is tremendous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna give you an interesting twist. Okay. Um, I personally, if if I know I have connections and I know people, of course, that know The Rock. Um, if I ever meet him, we're gonna have a problem. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna beat him up, but I might beat him up. The Rock stole a meme of mine a couple of years ago. Uh, so I am a little upset. <laughs> it's it's it, not it's it, 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 it's a quick weird again. Yes, please. When when the Rock's daughter was born, uh, I, I'm probably about maybe like six seven years ago. I think she's she's about that. When the Rock's daughter was born, there was a very famous picture of him holding the baby on his arm. When he posted that, I immediately changed the face to Kevin Hart. Put it up on Twitter. Now, Kevin Hart immediately retweeted it. Kevin Hart immediately retweeted my meme. It went absolutely viral. Now, here's the, here's, here's the thing. The next morning I wake up, my phone is blown up. I got a million messages and texts and oh my God, your meme is everywhere. I, they're talking about it on news shows. I go on. It's my meme, but it's not my meme. What had happened was, and again, I don't know the whole story. Kevin took mine. It went viral and went insane. At some point during that, The Rock posted one, but he didn't post mine. He had another one made. <laughs> so it wasn't mine. It was it was like 12 hours after mine was going viral. Gotcha. He put up a, so he kind of stole my joke. So am I mad at The Rock? Am I going to beat him up? Ah. It was again, here we go. I can go back to another Donnell phone call when he called me because I was freaking out. I'm like, that's my it was on the Ellen show, it was on the news, it was that particular meme went absolutely insane. I Rock, think I remember you, to be it, honest. I think I remember that. <laughs> because Kevin Hart's face. And again, I said that was my and Donnell's just like people are gonna steal your joke, just go forget about it. Like he had to talk me off. The, I was I was seriously like, like, that's like the, that could have been my thing. That could have brought me to, and he's just like, who cares? Just move on. Forget about it. It's, you can't do anything about it. That's it. Well, I hope someday you meet the rock and you get (laughs) to ask him about this travesty that has taken place. Again, I just, I just know it's, listen, it's a funny thing. What? No one else thought of that at that, you know, again, it's, I thought of it about mine went viral and then the rock put up someone, whatever. I can't, it's again, people were laughing. That's the most important thing. Exactly. And to be honest, I mean, we got a lot of laughs out of it and it super, you know, super smart, super genius. You know, that that creativity that you have um, where you think of these things and you make them come to life and we laugh and we get a joy out of it. But, you know, Kevin Hart also tremendous. Um, He, he is such a funny guy. And in fact, I remember uh, just recently when he was on the New Year's Eve uh, with Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, one of my favorite things to watch. And I was so bummed that they weren't drinking because when they drink, (laughs) it is a party. And Twitter was just so upset about what was going on. And I remember looking at my girlfriend and being like, can you believe this? Like, what is happening? Like, this is not New Year's Eve. And, um, and, and, And people were disgusted. But, but he was on the show and he was so funny and just this... Just as funny as he always is, and it was just so great. And um, man, I, I love everything he's doing. Just a tremendous guy. So that's cool. Now knowing that that was you, because I, I totally remember. I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, I remember that. So that is so cool, man. That very cool. Again, who am I? It's just <laughs> you know, it's I, I, so many weird things happen in life, and you just laugh at it. And that's all you can exactly. do. Keep exactly. laughing. Keep laughing at everything. Well, listen, Andy. 
this has been a great chat and I've got one more thing before you before we before we wrap up uh this this episode and Man, thank you so much. What a great time. And we we get chat for hours. I mean, well, listen, we're not done because I'm going to have you on a beer to babble next. So oh there'll my be a, gosh, there'll be a part I, two. So, oh my gosh, I, and, and you know what? I'm honored. You know, to be on the beer to babble, one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite podcasts by far. Not even close. I mean, what an honor, and I can't wait. So yeah, stay tuned for me coming on the beer to babble. Can't wait. And that actually leads to my um, one of my last questions before I uh, before I end with you, which is talk to me about the Beard of Babel. How did the Beard of Babel come to be? Where can people find you? What can they expect with the Beard of Babel? And I will give you the floor, my good friend. Uh, the Beard of Babel came from, I guess, like I said, uh, I was looking forward to getting my comedy going much further, getting up on stage, getting things going. And then COVID hit and the world changed and you had to start refiguring things. And with a special needs child, it's still kind of difficult for me to get out. I mean, of course, I can get out a lot more. It's still kind of difficult. I still have to be careful. I can't be in huge venues. Because uh, even before COVID, with a special needs child, we still had to be careful of germs. Of so, you know, we, we, we still are now. So I was trying to figure out what else to do. I've always enjoyed talking to people. Uh, I've always pushed Donnell uh, uh, for his podcast, uh, getting him going, finally getting him going uh, with his. And, and it was weird because it wasn't until Joe Rogan told him to do a podcast. Then he called me <laughs> up and he's like, he's like, hey, Andy, you know, you're right. Joe Rogan said, I said, I've been telling you for three years. Joe Rogan Joe tells Rogan. you now it's okay to do it. Yeah. Joe Rogan told him to do a podcast. So that's when Donnell Rowling started his podcast. I told him for three years. He didn't listen. Joe Rogan told him one time he started his podcast. Joe Rogan is the pod god. <laughs> so, uh, so I was trying to figure things out. We were trying to figure, were we going to do one together? Uh, timing wise, location wise, we, you know, it, it never happened. Uh, and Donnell actually sent me the, the, the roadcaster. He actually, one day he was just like, he's like, all right, you, you know, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to do comedy. I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast. I don't know. He's like, do a podcast. I was like, how do I, I was having problems. I was doing a lot of stuff on Instagram at the time. I was doing IG lives and it was constantly Wi-Fi issues, constantly crashing. I had some great guests on there, um, losing them. You know, like I have like a great guest and like we gone for like a minute and then completely gone. Couldn't get it back, lost it, fell apart. So I gave up on everything for a while. And then he said, get back into the podcasting, sent me the roadcaster stuff, sent me everything like that. And then just, again, my daughter helping me with everything, my wife helping me with everything, looking into things, figuring it out and just getting going. And again, it's a learning experience because again, not only is this a wonderful thing, honored to be on here with you, but we're going to spend a lot of time after talking about and learning about what do I need to do next. And then soon you'll be back on my, uh, my bearded babble. And we're going to just going to continue this. And uh, <laughs> it's all just the learning experience and just talking. And that's all it is. It's, it's, I just enjoy talking to people. I enjoy hearing a good story. Same, same. Everyone's got a great story, no matter who you are, what you're doing, because at the end of the day, like I said before, because you're surviving life and going through the motions of life, you have a story. Everyone's got a story because we're all going through life and we've all got these unique experiences and things and things we've encountered before in our lives. And I, I couldn't agree more. And this has been one of the absolute pleasures of a lifetime, having the great Andy Singer. And, you know, people always are like, oh, great and powerful, great and powerful. The great and powerful, I actually took inspiration from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan would call his guests the great and powerful. And one of the things that inspired me to start a podcast was everything Joe Rogan did because he's actually one of, one of the originators of the podcast platform. And so he was always an idol to me. And I always liked how he called people great and powerful because it's true because there's people that are doing great and powerful and great things. And they're powerful people who can move mountains and, 
and I'm just so honored to have you on this show to talk about your story and everything. And I learned so much, and this is great, and I can't wait to come on The Bearded Babble. I mean, what an honor. The Bearded Babble is such a tremendous podcast and great show, one I love so much. And, you know, Andy, one thing I ask my guests before they leave me, and I've been doing this for three seasons now, um, as we're in our third season, um, over a little over 100 episodes, which is crazy. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I mean, when we started this show, we're like, yeah, we'll do like 50. <laughs> but when you're having fun, you don't want to stop. And so one thing that we ask our guests, and of course, you know, you're in New Jersey, and I'm not sure how often or if you've ever been out to New Haven, Connecticut, but... What I would ask my guests is if you were in New Haven, Connecticut, obviously it's known as the pizza capital of the world. And I know in New Jersey, they've got great pizza. And of course, you're near, you know, you're near New York and, you know, the pizza there, New York City, everything like that. Tremendous. So if you've ever been in New Haven, Connecticut, and if you haven't, there's no worries. But if you've ever been there, did you have a pizza? Where'd you go? What did you like? And just not even that, but what are some places around you in New Jersey that you like to get pizza or you like to eat at? Um, and the, and one major reason why I still ask this question is because I'm actually on the nomination panel for the Connecticut Restaurant Association. And one reason why the podcast got going and one thing we we covered a lot when the podcast first got going was how we were talking to restaurant owners and chefs about how they were getting through the COVID pandemic, what they were adjusting to and what people could expect from their places and how they were adapting and everything like that. So what could you tell us from a New Haven perspective, from your own perspective, and some places, you know, not even pizza, just some places you like to eat at in general? Because New Jersey's got great ones. I mean, I love, I mean, the food in New Jersey is tremendous. I mean, it really is. So you know, we're, we're kind of lucky here. I mean, yeah, when you, when you start traveling, you start realizing, you go, eh. And I, I, never true, knew, true. <laughs> I never knew the pizza thing. I didn't realize the pizza thing is kind of like a tri-state area thing. Yeah, you get you get out of this area and pizza is it's weird. I'm like, well, I'm like, I, yeah, is weird. it is it the water? Is I I don't know what it is, but what whatever it is, we we are pretty fortunate. Yeah, I my um my mother is up in Rhode Island, so I don't get up there much. But before my son got sick, we used to go to a place. It was it was up in Connecticut. Okay. Um, cause she's like, she's like right outside of, of, of Connecticut up in Rhode Island. Okay. Um, and now, now I'm, I'm going to be going back <laughs> probably 15 ish years, maybe or so. Okay. There was, there was a place I, I'll find out and I'll, I'll get back to you on it. But I remember <laughs> at the time it was a very modern pizza place. Okay. And I remember it just being the coolest pizza place I had ever seen in my life. And I think it's still there because I think I asked my mom about it the other day and she said, yeah, they, you know, they still go there. Oh, okay. Uh, a big, a big, you would probably know it like right away. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I don't know exactly where it was and exactly no the name. I, I'm going to have to find all that out for you, but no worries. I remember that being like an amazing pizza place. Uh, right. uh, again, Connecticut, I don't have too much um, stories being in Connecticut. I mean, it was mostly just driving through Connecticut sure. to Rhode Island and stuff like yeah. that. But it's, that like place, Joe, it's like Joe Rogan said, you know, Connecticut's just a place that you drive through to get somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that that's pretty much, but I do, I remember that pizza plan. I can't for the life of me, can't remember the name of it. No worries. But, no worries. It was, I'll find that. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate, uh, you know, uh, around here to have some wonderful, uh, some wonderful pizza places. Um, the late, great, uh, chef Carl Ruiz, Ruiz, um, he, um, he's Ruizing. actually from, he's, yeah, Ruizing. I mean, I got the hats and the shirts and everything like that. Pinky's out. 
think he's up. Uh, he's he's local. He actually the weird thing about about uh, Carl is we had kind of connected, and I kind of just knew that he was this crazy chef. It wasn't until he passed that I saw a couple of the other younger kids from my neighborhood kids that i knew going oh my god carlito i can't and i was like that was carlito i didn't connect it i knew who who carl was from down the block he was one of the younger kids that grew up down the block from me i didn't realize that that was carl ruiz until after he had passed right because he was always local he was uh mario's is a wonderful pizza place we order yes. from all the time right here in clifton new jersey yeah oh, Rut's Hut is right down the block from me. Rut's Hut, wow. another establishment. No way, Rut's? Rut's Hut, Rut's Hut is uh, it's a stone throw from my house. No yeah. way, I love yeah. Rut's. I've been there yes. multiple times, and I have a buddy, Chef Matt Storch, who's on who was on the Food Network a lot, who's friends with Christian Petroni. He loves Rut's. He always comes right down oh the block. God, yeah. So, cool. yeah. so if you ever head out here, we could yeah we we could do the Coral Tour. We could yeah we could do Rut's. We could do uh, uh, Mario's. There, there's a bunch of really good places, wow. and then I'm fortunate enough too to be right outside of the city. Um, a couple of, what was that like two years ago, I think for our anniversary, my wife and I went to, uh, uh Bellato's, uh, in no. the village. and, yeah. and now, now the thing was, um, Petroni actually set us up for that. Petroni said, Hey, listen, I want you to go <laughs> to this place. And we get, and Petroni paid for everything. Wouldn't, no. you know, like I oh, went to it. Wow. He's, he's like, no, he's like, he's like, Petroni already paid for everything. Oh. That was, that was, you want to talk about a, an amazing place, an amazing energy, the family run business, the brothers, the father, that place is oh everything. Uh, I can't, awesome. can't that I got to get back there. That's another place awesome. I got to get back to real soon. That's awesome. Great. Well, listen, Andy. Thank you so much. What an honor to have Andy Singer, the wonderful on Sweeten Up Podcast. Appreciates you so much. Cannot wait to come on your show. And everyone, please check out the Bearded Babble anywhere you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube. Check out the great Andy Singer on his Instagram pages. He's at Bearded Humor, he's at Mr. Beanmobile, and he's at Fool Network. And we love him so much because he makes us laugh and he brings the positive energy. And thank you so much for coming on Sweetheart Podcast. Have a great night. Love you, brother. Peace, love, and laughter. That's what it's all about. And again, I can't wait to babble with you. On, and we're going to catch up and find out a lot about Jeff. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, brother. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much once again to my guest on the podcast today, my man, Andy Singer. Thank you so much, Andy, for taking some time to join the show and share your story. You are an extremely interesting individual with endless creativity and laughs. I wish you nothing but the best as you continue your journey in this thing called life. I wish you and your lovely family all the best as well. And as I always like to say, onward and upward, my friend. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback and support. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music, Morgan Luzzi, production and art director, Kurt Vinci, editor and writer, Nick Passacreta, and a special thanks as always to Devin Sapelli. Next time on the podcast, we chat with Chris Popolo, former employee of one of the best breweries in the world, Hill Farmstead, and current owner of Eredita Beer, brewing out of 12% Brewing Company in North Haven, Connecticut. Chris just started his beer brand in November of 2022 and is already pumping out some of the tastiest beers in the state. 
We were so honored to get his exclusive story right here on Sweet Nut Podcast. This gentleman is going to take the beer world by storm. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy. Love you all. Peace.